Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 27 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. This week's guest is a friend of mine. Rebecca will be telling us all about her Siberian Husky Chief. But first, in some doggy news, I am guessing we're all familiar with the story of Hachiko and his devotion. Well, it appears that something similar is happening in a place called Nafpaktos in Greece, where a dog's loyalty is melting hearts. The dog's owner got hit by a cement mixer on the side of the road a bit over a year ago, and apparently the dog goes to that spot and stays there. Uh, People have tried to take it away to look after it, but he keeps on going back to that one spot. So rather than fight that, some locals have got together. They've built him a a kennel, uh, give him a blanket, and they regularly give him food and water, and he basically lives there now. He's being referred to the Greek Hachiko. Now, in an unknown town in Australia, a young couple rescued a stray, took the dog home, and started looking after it, and all was going well. He was putting on a bit of weight, The young lady had to leave for personal reasons for a little while and the gentleman wasn't quite well versed in the art of looking after the dog so he gave it a lot of human food and steak and KFC etc etc. The dog gained a lot of weight and has now got a little bit of social media notoriety for getting stuck in a doggy door. So instead of taking that off straight away, they uh, took a couple of pictures and thought that was great to post. So please take note of what you feed your dog and monitor its weight. And now on to this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast, Rebecca. How are you today? I'm good, thank you, Robert. How are you? I am... Very, very well, and very happy to speak with you this morning. As am I. Yeah. And who is going to be the subject for today's discussion? I'm going to talk about Chief. (laughs) Chief, yes. Well, to those listening, I do know Chief, so this is going to be a good talk. (laughs) Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) So... As per usual, and I know you know the the format of the show, so take us back to the time just before you got Chief and run us through those series of of events. Okay, so um, I had just moved into a house. I went from a unit to a house and a friend at the time had a litter of puppies and um, I was sort of umming and ahhing about you know, getting a puppy. I'd never had my own personal dog before. So um, I basically was sort of umming and ahhing and she said, come around and help me socialise these puppies. Uh, So I went around nearly every day and I'd walk in when they were old enough to sort of, you know, walk around and sniff and see and things like that. And I would walk in and go, who's going to come home with me? Every single time chief would come and sit in my lap so after about I think four weeks she said to me you have to take this dog home 
Um, so I went home and I, I researched the breed and the thing that actually hooked me was um, I thought that was really cool uh, because I believe every dog has a purpose and I wouldn't just get a dog to be a dog sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do something with my dog that I was going to get. So um, got approval from the landlord at the time and then he came home with me. And for those listening, Chief's breed is? He is a Siberian Husky. <laughs> Lovely. So, um, big, big steps to, to do and um, when you choose a Husky as your first breed, they're, they're not for the faint-hearted. Um, but ever since I had him, I probably will only have huskies until I can no longer have huskies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hooked. (laughs) And I think what you mentioned initially, it's quite often not that we choose, but that they choose us. Oh, he definitely chose me. Um, Yeah, he he would always come and sit with me and, yeah, he he definitely chose me. So how was he... In your eyes, a little different to the rest of the litter. Um, he was actually the runt, so uh, he had he was full of personality. Um, he actually got stuck uh, uh, under the oven at the house where he was born, <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't find him for five hours, and he was under the oven. So he was a little bit mischievous when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, Not now, of course. Oh no! Now he's he's got a whole <laughs> he's got a whole lot of different issues now, um, which is unfortunate. But it's just it is what it is. Um, but he was he was very independent when he was young. He was he was still a mama's boy, but he wasn't as bad when he was younger um, than, than he is now. So yeah, so he's very independent and. He loved to explore and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you got him home at the usual eight-week-ish mark? Actually, he came to me at six weeks. Um, at the time, I wasn't aware that that was not appropriate. Um, I know better now. Uh, but being my first dog, you know, she said, you know, it's time to take him home. So I did. Um, my roommate at the time actually bought his litter mate. So he actually came home with his brother. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and yeah, so they, he got to stay with his brother for the first um, about 16 months of his life. Mm-hmm. How was that sort of a initial transition into your place? Um, interesting. We, we had a ragdoll. Um, and I also had two pet rats at that stage as well. Um, but when they came home, we actually had a no dogs on the bed rule. It lasted probably five minutes. Um, <laughs> as they do, yep. <laughs> yeah, um, the, first, the first night, they were pretty good the first night. They actually ended up in bed with me, both puppies um, and the cat, So, and actually there was also a beagle. My roommate had a beagle as well. So, and he was pretty, he was pretty good with the puppies. Um, But no, they, they were, they were pretty good. Okay. So they did have a couple of teachers then. Yes. Yeah. They had a couple of teachers. Um, Yeah. They, they, they were really good. From what I can remember, it was eight years ago. So it's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And good, no real dramas with the with the cat. Um, no, they were pretty good with the cat. Um, we had baby gates up, so our bathroom, our toilet was separated from our bathroom, and that's where the kitty litter was. Uh, and so the baby gate was up to stop the dogs from eating the kitty litter, and he would rile the dogs up to the point where they would chase him and then he'd just jump the fence and just sit there and just be like, nah, 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 like. <laughs> and then they'd just stop for the fence because there wasn't enough room for them to jump into the bathroom. So, um, 
the the cat actually figured out how to use the dog door, and um, I had we had the huskies on either side of the fence because it was uh, one of those pool type fences. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was gaps in the fence, and this is the only reason why I knew the cat got out is because it walked through the fence between the two huskies, and the dogs didn't react. And everyone says huskies and cats don't get on, and and I was just it was just unbelievable to to watch. Um, but then when we found out the cat was using the dog door, the cat ended up in a, in a cat run during the day. Um, and then we just locked them in at night because we didn't like the cat outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a, a nice responsible cat owner reply. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I wish more people would uh, do that. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was so, it was awesome to see, but I was like, I nearly had a heart attack at the same mm-hmm. time. So as the the few months going into it, he caught up in size with his brother? Um, he did. I mean, his brother did grow quicker than, than Chief did, being the, the runt of the litter. Um, but he, he, he gained a healthy weight in, in a good amount of time and he ended up being just a little bit taller than his brother, but not by much. Mm-hmm. Um, but his brother was fatter. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was like finishing his food and then going and finishing his brother's food or what was the go there, but um, he was a bit, bit uh, fat. Like Chief has always been a bit lean, um, well, what I thought was lean until I got my next puppy. But um, he's actually, he's a good, he was a good healthy weight um, for the circumstance. Okay. And when he was young, at around that stage, did he develop any particular favourite games or things to play with? Um, he liked to take my shoes. That was that was interesting. My work shoes, in particular, he liked to play. Like you try to get him back, and he'd think it was a good old tug game. Um, he wasn't really. He liked his squeaky toys. Um, so you just, you kind of play fetch, but some Huskies play fetch and some Huskies just don't. Um, and he was a bit of an in-between. He he sometimes would fetch and squeak the toy and then he'd like, you'd chase him and try and get it back. And then he'd think, tug, yeah, this is awesome. And then you'd throw it again and he'd look at you like, why did you throw my toy? So, um, but I think the favourite game was uh, Zoomies with the brother and and um, chasing the cat. <laughs> that would have been a favourite thing to do. And any sort of uh, negative effects of that when it was inside the house? No, no. Um, like they would stop when, like they would run around furniture and then they'd stop for furniture and then they'd stop for the, like um, the baby gate and um, when the cat would jump the fence and sometimes the beagle would get involved and then like, they'd just run around and jump on couches and then run outside and come back in. So it was pretty good. Ah, nice. And what about some early sort of training things? What did you sort of do interactive with with Chief then? Uh, training, training sort of happened as soon as they came in. I was reading up on, you know, things to do because being first pet, you want to do as much right as possible. Um, so... Uh, the training, I en- ended up clicker training very, very early on um, and he loved he loved chicken. That was his, uh, his favourite treat uh, when we were doing any sort of training activities. Um, and we did the usual sit, stay, not that he really stays, but um, a drop. He, he's got a, a special trick where <laughs> I say his, his only party trick is self-control where I get him to drop. I get two pieces of treats. I put them on each paw and he can't touch them until I say he can touch them. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty good. Um, so, and then we did do a bit of um, agility when they got older. So we ended up buying um, some agility equipment and teaching them to do that. And we would go to agility dogs, New South Wales in um, Cherry Brook. And we'd do a bit of that as well. So uh, it was interesting 
when we went there because after about a month, my the lady that was running it said to me, you can, you can unclip him. And I said, what? No, he's a husky. Like, no way, no way am I taking the leash off this dog. Um, I did it once and he was really good. Uh, his brother took off, but he, he came straight back to me and the trainer said, he's really focused on you. And I said, no, he's focused on the chicken that I've got in my training pouch. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> so with the, the training, was it always in conjunction with his brother as well? Did his brother would be separated. We, I would do one and then my roommate would do the other. So um, we would have one inside the house when the other one was training. Mm-hmm. But when we would go to Cherrybrook, we'd both go together. So Okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And, and how far did the agility progress with Chief? Um, not very far uh, because work commitments – sort of got in the way and I was on a rotating roster and couldn't always make um, the training sessions. So we went for about 12 months and I think he progressed to the third stage, uh, which was like, yeah, he, he did the wave, he did the high, like the jump. I wanted to say high jump then, but I don't think that's the actual word for it. Um, his favorite thing was the tunnel. He loved running through the tunnel. Um, he thought it was just absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Um, and then cause I'd make him run through one end and then make him run through the other end and he'd be like, this is so fun. <laughs> and then he'd come back, where's my treats? Where's my treats? Um, but we didn't do anything competitive wise or anything like that with it because work commitments got in the way. Uh, and then we, we found the sledding. So, uh, that basically took over our entire life in winter. Mm-hmm. So when you say you found the sledding? Yeah, um, so at the time it was um, Siberian Husky Club of New South Wales. We found, I found the website um, and they had an introduction day. And so it was just, it was actually on their first birthday. So their first birthday, we went down, my, my roommate and I, we went down to the, um, to the forest and we did the introduction day. And we got on a scooter and hooked the dog up and we were, well, for me personally, I was hooked pretty much. Like I think I'm pretty sure I did like three laps of Belangelo's um, campground and um, that was it. I was hooked. <laughs> you were hooked and, and Chief? And he loved it. Um, the, the photos, I'm looking, looking back at the photos of him you know, on training days and competitive race days, and he's just got this big smile, uh, and he he was just so happy. He was he was never a fast dog. Um, he just loved to run, and that was okay by me. Oh, nice. Take us through a, a little bit of the initial sort of like training and and getting into the the sledding part. Uh, so after our intro day, we ordered harnesses and um, they came and we were sitting there trying to figure out how to put harnesses on after seeing it done once. So we had to um, do a bit of chicken and, you know, get the neck piece and chicken, put your head through. Um, Chief is real interesting. He, he doesn't like his feet being touched, so he'll actually really quickly step his feet into his harness. Um, and then we'd hook him up to either the scooter or the, um, the clothesline for line out training. And then, um, daily walks, we would say, um, Jan Ho, which is left and right. Um, so that's basically how we did our, our integration for turns and stops. So I, I basically do, and I still do it now, um, on our walks, you know, when we need to turn a corner, when I need to make them stop for crossings and things like that. I make them stop and stand. Um, and that's how we did we did the training for that. And then when we started racing competitively, uh, I was in Blacksland at the time, so there's a, a, a bush track in Glenbrook, which was not too far away, and um, we would actually run 2K, I think, I think it was 2.5K round trip, but there was nowhere to turn around, so you'd actually have to stop turn your bike around, then turn the dog around and then run back. 
Um, (laughs) So that's how we we started our training runs. And then we did a few training runs with um, the club and Michelle and Pete. And um, then when I moved, we started running around the lake. So because there was nowhere to really run unless you drive three hours away. So um, that's, that's how we've kept up the training. Ah, nice. And any uh, initial sort of like dramas or? Initially, well, for the first few years there was nothing, but then we had a few incidents at a, at a, at a training run where he was um, attacked on a run by a coolie. Um, the person who owned the coolie panicked instead of trying to um, control the situation. So he he got attacked on a run and then since the attack he um he he became a, a, a different dog uh where he got frightened of the scooter he got frightened of noise um he he went from a very dog friendly dog to being a i don't want to say non friendly dog but he's very particular with who he's friendly with dog wise so um, that it was unfortunate, uh, so that that happened because he loved he loved to run, and then all of a sudden, I then had to rework with him because he I would hit the brakes and he would jump back, and he wouldn't be out in front of me in, in the scooter like on the scooter. So um, I think I worked with him for a season for that, and then he basically decided he wasn't going to run anymore. Um, which which was upsetting because he's only eight and he stopped running at about five or, or six competitively anyway. Around that time, other things that sort of like possibly might have uh, influenced what he was what was going through his head. I don't know. I mean. We did have to, like, we did move. We moved away. So he went from being a multi-household dog to a multi-household dog to a single dog um, because I did move a few times in that time period as well. Um, he's now gone back to a multi-dog, which is has been so much better for him. So that might have played a factor. Um, he also did get um, bitten by a snake. So I moved... I moved out to the bush practically in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's not in the middle of nowhere, but um, it's pretty far away. And um, within the first six months of moving here, we had a brown snake in the yard and it bit him. So I nearly lost him. Oh, no. Can you share a little bit more about what happened with that? Um, So it was uh, Boxing Day and my partner at the time, he said to me, your dog looks a little bit... um, weirder than usual and I looked at him and he was he was he was off and uh, he was very lethargic and we'd been up to see my mum and it was a high bush tick prone area um that my my dogs are always covered for um you know fleas and ticks and Mm -hmm. things like that anything can happen so I was checking him over and that, that was my first my first thought that he'd been he had a he had a he had a tick on him like a paralysis tick, um, and then when he didn't improve, I actually messaged um, a good friend Michelle. She she knows all things dogs, so I messaged her, and you know because I was in a bit of a not a good state of mind. Um, you know, is there anything else I could be doing? Um, he got worse, so I rang the vet and we rushed him to the vet. And she said, we suspect snake bite because of the way he was deteriorating. Um, she then said to me, it's a 50-50 chance of survival. Uh, and I was devastated because the the first family dog we ever had, we lost him to, to a snake. So it was a little bit too close to home. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so he, he stayed in overnight Um we got the phone call the next morning, pretty much dead on nine o'clock when they opened to say, look, he's, he's improving, he's eating, he's drinking. Um, we just want to monitor him for another couple of hours. But um, if he still improves, then you can pick him up and take him home. So it was, um, it, I was absolutely devastated. I thought I was going to lose him. 
um, then they they found they actually found that where the, the snake bit him, and I was like, I combed every inch of that dog, and I could not find this like entry point at all. But um, it was on his chest, uh, and the vet suspected it was a dry bite because of the symptoms that he had. Um, because if it was fully, they suspected it was a brown. So he, they said to me, you know, if it was a, a full bite, he he would have been dead. Mm. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was um was the scariest moments ever because I thought I was going to lose him, and he was um he was only three and a half at the time that that happened. Yeah, no, never good. Um, we actually had our first uh, snake of the summer at our place uh, last week. It was a, a red belly black, and Marley was just barking and barking, and I thought I was a cat or possum, what she after. But um, she stayed uh, a couple of metres away for, from it and basically That's just good. alerted us yeah, to it and sort of like, Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> no, unfortunately, my guys, I think, would chase. I think what what I suspect happened that day was that he was actually lying on the, the concrete and it's come in the yard looking for um, uh, for water um, because of he, – he, when I had a look the next morning because it was – pretty much on dusk when it happened and then rushing him to the vet and being nighttime. When I went out the next morning, um, there was uh, he'd, he'd thrown up by the, the gate. Um, so whether or not it happened in the grass and then he's gone up to the, to the fence and, and thrown up, I don't know. It could have come from anywhere. But um, And I, I, was, I felt really guilty because I was supposed to mow that day as well. And um, – it was really, really hot and I was just like, I'll just do it tomorrow. And so I, I felt I felt really guilty that I hadn't mowed uh, and I would have felt even worse if, if I'd have lost him, I think. Um, so moral of that story is now I don't put off the mowing. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just suck it up and I just go out there and I just mow because we, we're still in the, the house that it happened. Uh, well, that's, that's – uh, a good piece of fortune that the the bite wasn't anything more than what it was. Yeah, but um, ever since he he was bitten, his personality pretty much changed since then, and I'm I'm partly at fault for that. I think because I I wouldn't let him out of my sight for easily three to six months. I was like, you're not going out without supervision, um, especially in the the warmer months. In the cooler months, I'm not as paranoid. I guess. Um, but when he came back home, he was pretty much inside either with me or, or my partner at the time. And he was w- like basically watched 24 seven. Um, and I'm partly to blame for that because I should have just sort of stepped off a bit, but I was anxious that I was, it was going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's my world. Like, you know, so it, it was, yeah, and I'm probably partly now to blame for all his anxiety <laughs> he currently has now, um, but it pretty much sort of stemmed from being attacked on a run and then being bitten by a snake. I think that's where it kind of stemmed from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realise that it, that it was anxiety that was happening. And um, by the time I realised he was an anxious dog, it, it's it's become a little bit too late, I think. Um, his, his anxiety's kind of managed. It's, it's still a trial and error, I think. Um, and like, I, I do a fair bit of things and I've, I, and you've met, uh, met chief and he seems to like you and, and, um, you, you tend to massage him at the forest, which helps. And so when he starts to get anxious, I do a bit of that. Um, but he's also now medicated as well. So, I think it's 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 never too late, and it can just be a, a question of finding the right uh, method of, or combination of, of methods of treatment. It's mm. just like people; you just find the thing that works for him in a particular time. Yeah. 
So, I mean, sometimes some things work and then the, the next time when that same thing happens and then the thing you used the, the time before doesn't work and it can be a little bit frustrating, but I wouldn't give him up for the world. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on a little bit. Into uh, something a, a, a little bit more, uh, well, a little bit less negative than some of the the, the, the medical issues. What about some mm-hmm. uh, weird sort of habits or things particular to Chiefy? Um, he loves to sing. Not that that's a weird trait for a husky. Um, to the point where I can maybe get him to to actually sing on command. Um. He, he, for weird habits, he's, yeah, the only thing he really does is like he's, he likes to sleep with his legs in the air, but that's <laughs> not really weird for the breed. Um, he, yeah, I don't think anything weird, I don't think he's got any weird habits, unless you count his, um, he likes to be, now he likes to be outside. I've got an old recliner. And that's where he just likes to 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 be. He just wants to be a recliner uh, all the time. <laughs> He's become a bit of an old man. <laughs> hey, sit there and and watch the world go by. Yeah, oh, and I find it so funny because he he actually curls like as small as he can make himself, but he'll be on his back with his legs in the air in the recliner. It's just it's interesting to see. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he sort of sharing the, the household with nowadays, doggy-wise? Uh, so he now shares the house with another dog. Um, I, I got a running dog, um, Indy. She she is now here. We've she'll be three this year. Um, and it was really interesting. He was he was so good with her. Um, when she initially came into the house, I didn't know how he would go with with the way he is and with his behaviour, um, and I didn't want his um, issues to to rub off on her. And I knew that that was going to be a fifty fifty um, chance that that could happen. Um, but the, the very first day she came into the house, he he laid down, and um, you know he he let her come up to him and and sniff him and then you know she she grab his face and he'd just sit there and just let, he thought it was the most wonderful thing that could possibly happen um and now like that he'll initiate play with her now and you know he'll go up and he, he starts grabbing her feet and if I notice I say don't grab her feet she's my running dog and then they just chase each other around the backyard for like 10 or 15 minutes um so it's been really good oh nice and what about uh, like traveling and trips away and things like that with them? He loves the car. Um, the highest reward I think I can give him is is the car. Uh, he absolutely loves it. It's the only time I will actually let a leash off him because trying to get two dogs out of the door and into the car can be a bit of a challenge. Um but he now, he just basically, I mean, I will check to make sure nothing's coming because we have, we live in a high kangaroo prone sort of area. So I make sure there's nothing that can, you know, sort of catch his eye. And then I have the car door open and I'll, I'll, I'll just let him out. And he just runs around the car and then jumps in and he's so excited. Um, we, we travel a fair bit because during winter we, we we're away nearly every second weekend in the forest. So, um, Sometimes he comes and sometimes he doesn't. If he doesn't come, he goes to his Nana's house, which is my mum. And I'll actually say to him, do you want to go see Nana? And he'll do a head tilt and then he just gets all excited and runs around and looks at the front door. So, you know, he stays with with my parents if I go somewhere and can't take him. But um, we we go on a lot of adventures together. We go to to the lake and... um, just a few weeks ago, we went out to Oberon. They went out to Oberon for the first time. I took both dogs, and like he saw, he saw the the goose, and he thought that was fantastic. Um, and then, uh, well, and we and we also we go to the snow. That that's actually a big one. <laughs> we go to the snow every year. Um, obviously not this year because of COVID, but um, he loves snow. Oh, strange that. <laughs> yeah, I 
no. Um, <laughs> the very first time I took him to the snow, um, we, went, we went to Falls Creek. I was... Um, I went to help uh, Peter and Michelle and I was handling for them. I wasn't going to run on the snow because um, I'd never done it before and I was still new to, to the sport. And um, when we got out and he, he touched the snow for the first time, he sort of just looked back at me and I wish I had filmed it because the look that went through his face was like, this is amazing. And then he just started bouncing in it. And I was just, I was just amazed at um, how much fun he had. And he just came out to go to the toilet. (laughs) 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 Yeah. He, he loves, he's always happy when he's in the snow. It's like that that hidden DNA switch that's like, oh, I know what to do with this stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, he, he did do a snow run. Um, I didn't actually run him in that race. Pete actually ran him in that race. Um, he ran him in a, in a three dog. Um, and uh, Pete, like the two girls that he was running with, I think it was, um, I think it was, was it Willow or Wiggle? It might have been Willow and Izzy and um, or it might have been Wiggle and Izzy and then Chief was at the back and Pete turned around and he said, the girls saw the trailer and tried to run back to the trailer and Chief was the only one. He he goes, you should be very proud because he did his job. He was the only dog that pulled forward. (laughs) Because he doesn't normally take his corners. (laughs) Um, So, no, it it was really special. We haven't actually said whereabouts you do live. I live in Lithgow. So uh, Lithgow is in uh, New South Wales, Australia. Uh, it's basically at the base of the Blue Mountains. So lots of uh, wide, wide open bush space. That's correct. So has Chiefy had any other sort of run-ins with different animals? Um, my mum and dad have a, a Jack Russell Um he wasn't allowed to meet the Jack Russell till he was a lot bigger because the Jack Russell um, is a rescue dog and he he had issues himself. Um, but then once Chief was a little bit bigger, he met my parents' dog and he he absolutely loved Gizmo when he was a puppy. Um, nowadays, when we go to mum and dad's, Gizmo's very he's a very sort of in your face dog um, where he, he he's in your like he'll run up to his face and bark and Chief just like kind of pushes him out of the way and then runs out the side and finds my mum. Um, so that that's good. Um, he he used to play a lot like he used to be a really good dog at the park and you know I I would, wouldn't have to worry but. Um, he, he's been attacked a few times and um, that now leads to him becoming sort of a little bit defensive. Mm-hmm. So I don't let him meet a lot of new dogs because I don't want to put him in a situation where he feels threatened. Um, the other last weekend, actually, when we went up for a run, um, he actually met, re-met Cy, um, which is one of a, uh, is a friend of mine's, um, husky and I'm I'm real funny with letting him meet other dogs but he was really really good with Sai actually so I so I ran up to him and he actually went into the play bow and I hadn't seen him do that with another dog other than Indy in a very long time um so it was sort of sort of happy mum moment for me um and he he does play with a, a staffy as well believe that or not he um he met Coda at the the park, and he absolutely adores her. Um, like he's a bit growly, but it's just play growl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just chase each other, and they're the same age as well. So, um, and then when I bought Indy, and Indy came into the picture, she thought this was fantastic. So now the girls play, and, and he sits on his couch and he just watches the girls play. So, um, but yeah, he's. I mean, he used to come to a lot of um, uh, events because when I, when I went into the, the sledding world and then I sort of left Siberian Hussey Club and we went and went into Siberian Express and we did a lot of um, demonstrations. So he was, he's really good for the kids because he's black and white. So he's like a, an attraction drawer, if you will. And a lot of kids like love, they go, oh, look. And so he'd always be out and about. And at a lot of those events, 
they're mainly dog events. So there are a whole bunch of different dogs. Um, so before he started having issues, he would always come and, you know, he'd, he'd play with other dogs and things like that. So um, it's just unfortunate that now he's he's defensive. A little less tolerant of other dogs. Yeah. He's all right with littler dogs. It's the bigger dogs that he sort of has issues with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and understandable from what you've said, seeing as he's had m- multiple dogs attack him. Yeah. I've, I've never seen him go up to a dog and, and purposely start a fight. Um, but I have seen other dogs, you know, come over the top of him, burying their teeth, you know, they've grabbed him and then he's just defended himself. So. Ah, well, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other activities that sort of apart from the in the in the sledding world that he enjoys? Not really. Um, I mean, other than a walk. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't come out and you know heard the the word a few times. Um, as far as sporting activities, we don't we don't do anything else other than the sledding. Um, we we do walk every day, um, and we go to the the park every now and then and I go at hours where there are potentially no other dogs there or, or you know, I might message Coda's mum and say to her, you know, let's do a dog date at the park and he'll run around there. But um, other than basically going in the car to wherever, doesn't matter if we just go five minutes down the road or five hours away, um, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Remind me, sorry, I meant to, meant to ask when we were talking about the car. What's his favourite, got his favourite position in the car? Oh, he always sits behind me. Um, he, he, if you try to put him behind a pass, the passenger side, he will get frantic and he will just, he'll push poor Indy, get sat on and pushed out of the way because he has to be behind mum. Um, and he figured out how to open his window <laughs> so <laughs> it was really fun one day, you know, going down the, the highway at um, 110 kilometres an hour and then the window just goes down and his dog head just came out. Um, so, you know, he I have to lock my windows. They get window pri- privileges, you know, if we're at 60 kilometres or less. But um, <laughs> normally at around the, the 80 mark, the windows come up and the AC goes on because um, because I just, I mean, they're always strapped in, but I'm mindful that, you know, when you're travelling at 110 down the highway, um, that that wind in your face is probably not the most pleasant thing. Well, not for me anyway, but I don't know about the dog. Um, but I also now have a dog trailer. So if, if we're going more than an hour away, they're generally in the dog trailer and, um, he's in the front bay, which is closest to the car as well. So, going back to some of the sledding stuff, does he run single or does he run in a couple of times? I know you mentioned he ran in in the three dog in the snow. Yeah, he he started off as a wild. Well, he's mainly a one dog. Um, he did get hooked up to his brother um, and ran in a two dog, and um, we actually have a first place ribbon for that. Um, don't ask me how that happened, but it did. Um, so because, I mean, they didn't have a lot of training and we were new to that race as well, so coming first was um, was really special and really um, shocking at the same time. Uh, and he, so he ran two dog with his brother. Um, before he had all of uh, the, the, the drama that happened to him, he um, would actually teach other dogs you know, past training and line out and he would be the dog that I would, you know, send out with a peewee, which is, um, you know, like a, a younger child. He would go out with those, but he's mainly run a, run a single. Um, I have hooked him up to, to my girl, um, but she runs a little bit faster than him and she drags him. <laughs> so now we um, hook them up to do line out training, but um yeah, he he's he's mainly been a one dog. He did run in the three dog at the snow, and he did run in a team of six. Um, but the team of six were too fast for him, 
Um, not that anything happened. Like his feet were fine, but he basically just had no choice but to go forward. Um, and so, and that was when he was starting to have a bit of issues with with the scooter and and jumping back. So I thought. Maybe if he runs in a team, he might, you know, say, oh, this isn't so bad. But because he got dragged, I don't think it was a very good experience for him. Um, As you know, I ask everyone to complete the sentence, I can't believe my dog ate... A pillow. A pillow? A pillow. And it wasn't even mine. Um... He, and this was actually a few months ago too, he, he stayed at my mum and dad's and um, when I came back to pick him up, mum went, you owe your father a pillow. And I went, what? What happened? And, he, and she, he'd absolutely just shredded this this thing. Um, as a puppy, he, he ate, you know, all sorts of things that puppies eat, like shoes and, you know, he'd take um, – pegs and clothes off the washing line and, and stuff like that. But he, I couldn't believe it. He's he's eight and he hadn't chewed a thing in so long. And then it was just like he's just eaten and destroyed your father's pillow. <laughs> what, sort, what sort of pillow was it? Uh, it was one of those banana shapes. No, no, I don't think it was the banana shaped pillow. I think it was the long body pillow. Okay. Some of those foam yeah. foam sort of things, not 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 the feather sort of type. No, I'm pretty. Yeah, I think it was a feather. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, oh my goodness, you can't come back here now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, and it's good that he hasn't had a, a whole lot of other things to add to that lately. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, yeah, like he he has he's just eaten normal puppy stuff that, you know, puppies get into everything. Um, but, yeah, it was just when she told, when mum told me, I just, I couldn't help but laugh. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but that's really funny. <laughs> so any other things that are coming to mind as as far as something you'd like to share with, with Chief? No, not, not really, I don't think. I mean, he gets a lot of nicknames. He, um, he gets called Squishy. Um, if you actually look at him straight on, um, his nose is crooked, and I've spoken to a few people about this. Um, and our vet actually said that um, she thinks he didn't have enough room to grow, and so the puppy in front of him he basically sat on his face, and that's why he's got like a, a smooshed nose. Um, and he'll actually answer to that too. He'll answer to squish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, that, and that's pretty good. He um, he used to actually have recall. Um, and you know, for a husky, that that's that's not an easy thing to do. But um, his recall is is very different to most. I think if he starts running away from me and he's off lead, and I say come back here, and he doesn't come back, I'll actually turn around and go, okay, bye. I'm gonna go get nuggets now, and he'll come running down to me because nuggets are just fabulous. <laughs> Uh, what, whatever it takes. <laughs> yep. And I just start walking and I just go, okay, bye. <laughs> I start walking away and he's like, wait, you're going to leave me? Don't leave me. <laughs> uh, excellent technique. Yeah. Um, I haven't found uh, anything like that with my, my next dog, but, um, you know, if she, she takes off, she's gone. She doesn't, she doesn't care. Um <laughs> But him, he's like, don't know, I've got to go get nuggets. And then I'm like, because I've said nuggets now, I've got to go either buy nuggets or I've always got nuggets in the freezer. So I just chuck them in the, the oven when we get home. And I'm like, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, grooming wise? How's he been with that? He is actually really good. Um, he loves to be brushed. Um, he, he really loves to be brushed. When it comes to actual bath time, that's a whole different ball game. Um, I usually take them to pet stop to, to wash them. And um, I go very, very early in the morning, like pretty much dead on open time. And the first thing I say is I am just apologizing now because as soon as he gets in the bath, he screams blue murder. <laughs> 
um, I've actually had staff come up to me going, oh, we thought you left because he stopped crying and I'm washing the next dog who is completely silent. And I said, no, we're still here. He's just, he's been done now. Um, it's not a real big fan of the, the dryer, but he'll tolerate it. But the brush, as far as brushing him go, he absolutely loves a brush. And I always say to him because he lies down on one side and then I say, okay, up you get I've got to do your good side now and he'll roll over for me. Um, now that he's he's got arthritis, he doesn't really like the back legs so much being done. He'll he'll tolerate it for a bit and I've got to, I've got to realise that I have to stop. I can't just keep going because it's sore. Um, and so I just do a couple of brushes and then I let him be and then I might go back a couple of hours later and, and brush him again on that same side and then the next day or a couple of days after that I'll do the other side um but yeah he's he's pretty good doesn't like his feet being touched though so clipping his nails is um is uh interesting thank you very very much for sharing all about Chiefy today it has been an interesting conversation He's always interesting, my boy. Um, thank you for, for having me. Oh, look forward to catching up sometime soon. Yes, hopefully before next year, but I don't know, with COVID, the way it's going, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, we, can, we can only hope. Yep. Thank you again very much. Take care. No problem. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you did, why not share it on whatever form of social media you would like to. Or if you feel like it, leave me a review. Always looking for feedback. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family.